Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Huskies on Tap, a podcast for the Huskies by the Huskies, presented to you by Fatty's Pub and Grill, and brought to you by On Tap Sportsnet. I'm your host, Brandon Suarez. You can follow me on Twitter at bdon300. And today, I'm live from the Chess Practice Facility. I'm joined by NIU wide receiver and DeKalb native, second week in a row with the DeKalb native, Cole Tucker. Cole, how are you today? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing good, man. You guys found a way to win a football game out there on Wednesday. Yourself, you played very well. You had over 100 yards and a touchdown. What did it mean to get that bronze stock back to DeKalb for the first time in a few seasons? Yeah, I mean, it was everything. You know, we always talk about it. it's a trophy game. It's a big game no matter what. Even even though it had MAC championship implications, yeah. you know, we were more worried about that trophy. Exactly. Obviously, haven't had it since 2018. So, Ball State's kind of put it on us the past couple of years. Should be just in a comeback until I was 19. I was going to say, I left yeah, that game at raining, halftime. Yeah, up 17-3 or something at halftime, raining. Came back on us and last year, obviously, in this COVID season, we had a chance to win it. And they won the MAC last year. Yeah, so they were really big. good last year. Nice to beat the defending champs. Yeah, I had uh, one too many uh, Colorado Kool-Aids, and I had to go <laughs> home at halftime. But I'm going to ask you now, since Eddie was able to ask you during the, uh, the press conference, but what does it mean to be in this position, given the circumstances? You know, last year you guys didn't win a game. But you've also been a part of a MAC winning, a MAC championship winning team. So what does it mean to have like this group of guys in position to go to Detroit and win it all? Yeah, I, I mean it's awesome. I mean, obviously playing for something more than just the regular season, trying to win games is amazing. You know, back in 2018, you know, that was a special group, that was a special team, and I feel the same kind of vibes and energy with this team is just like you know it's a special group. You know, we find ways to win games. Yeah. No matter how ugly it is, we somehow end up with more points than our team. And uh, you know, it's just it's just an amazing feeling where you know that you can play for a trophy, play for the university. So you haven't yeah. had one since 2018. You know, NIU's got a storied history of winning and going to MAC championships. So being a part of history is going to be awesome. Yeah, and one of Coach Hammock's, uh, I guess if we had quote cards for Coach Hammock this year, his number one would be yeah. to find a way to win yeah. by one more point than the other one or than the other team. And it's like I went back and looked, and there's a stat. There's three games that you guys have won by one point. There was one, the central game that you won by two points. Mm -hmm. But it's like, yeah. and even this one too, you guys only had to beat 59 seconds yeah. on Wednesday. So Just it's that like, last drive, yeah. all you got to do is find it at the end of the game. That's all that matters. But um, to seeing the success of this team, and, and now we're starting to see the town really rallying behind them. Does that mean a little bit more being from DeKalb? Um, a little bit. You know, obviously I grew up coming to these games. Mm -hmm. um, back when like Lynch was playing, they were yeah. top 20 in the country. You know, we come to these matching games, they would be packed house. Yeah. Know? So, you know, obviously we had a great crowd on Wednesday night. It's hard, I mean, obviously it's hard to get. Tuesday, it, Wednesday it, night. Tuesday, yeah. Wednesday night, people got work and people stuff People start like filing that. in in like the second and yeah, third. Yeah, exactly. People out. got work, so it was kind of hard to get full crowds there. But, you know, the more people we can get out, the better. Obviously the community loves football here. Yeah. Illinois and Dekalb, so, you know, it's it's a, it feels awesome, man. It's a tight-knit community, and oh, you yeah. guys have definitely been putting on a show for them this year. Uh, what's it been like to see the offense accomplish so many great things this year? You guys have had record-breaking performances. You guys are scoring a lot of points week in and week out. And most importantly, you guys are winning. So yeah. what's that been like? Yeah, it's great. I mean, obviously, a lot of credit goes to our coaching staff, you know, <laughs> Coach E, you know, all the, all the offensive coaches. Sorrentino's a great receiver coach, really gets us ready to play. And, you know, a lot of credit goes to Rocky, too. He's just taking command of this offense. He's, like I said in the press, he's getting us into the best looks we can. He's making checks of the line. And, you know, the receivers, you know, I can just – I mean, the running back group is unbelievable, man. Yeah. You know, I've never seen a depth so much, and some guys aren't even playing are really good. Yeah, so. and even at receiver, too, like, uh, we've seen it a little bit more over the last few weeks with all the injuries, but, like, Muhammad Toure, Messiah Travis, yeah. a lot of different guys making plays. Uh, what are you looking forward to most about the rest of the season? So there's a potential for four more games. But yeah. We obviously have the two that are guaranteed and then the bowl game. What are you looking forward to most? Yeah, you know, I think that, you know, just going, like, clinching the MAC championship next week, you big thing um post that i mean it's great to go back to bowl games yeah. haven't been to one since so i was in 18 went to one 
my first two years in 17 and 18. Haven't been back since. Like, so. I want a little vacay at the end. Yeah, of no, it's not, it's not. Hopefully, hopefully go somewhere warm. <laughs> yeah, you know, hit the hit the pool, hit the beach, or something like that. Yeah, and, and the best part is you used to hang out with your teammates down there. And you can work a couple extra weeks of practice too. Right? Yeah, it's you almost do. Like yeah. A, a it's kind of like a mini camp. Practice. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so for the young receivers, you mentioned you know how many talented receivers you guys got in the room. Is there someone that you kind of had an eye on, maybe on the compete team or something like that, that's been balling out that? You know, when they get their chance, they should make some plays. Yeah, I think that uh, there's a couple of guys. I mean, Trey Erweiler's played a little bit here and there. Yeah, you know, he's special a, teams. Yeah, yeah. speed. Yeah, he's just he's he can fly. He's got the speed. Oh, sir. Well, I'm gonna see that. Yeah, he, he he can move now. So he's been great on special teams. You know, I think he'll be able to make some plays in the future. And then also uh, Mason, he's a freshman. He's a uh, he's very good. He's talented. What's some, his last name? Uh, Mason. Really can't remember at the moment. Really, I mean, I mean, there's a hundred guys on your I mean, team, I was so say, you're good. I'll find Pierre it. Antoinette oh yeah, yeah, yes, yes. Pierre I know Antoinette. who you're talking about. Okay, yes. I think he wears like uh, his numbers in the '80s somewhere. Yeah, yeah. yeah. okay, I've seen. I get him and Blakemore, the two bases. Yeah, uh, well, and they're all they're all like freshmen. Exactly, I'm up fifth year. I'm old yeah. now. I've met 300 guys in my time here. Well, yeah, and I was but yeah, gonna, those I was guys. Mason talent. He's a talented dude. You know, once he, you know, put put a little weight on, get right, get that college. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he'll be. He'll be. He'll be guy to look out for in the future for sure so here's one for you so i know you watch a lot of nfl i know you watch a lot of college football but do you have like a goat at the receiver position You're um like best of all time i mean obviously the, the, the answer is probably jerry rice just yeah. depending on what but you're looking at his stats no i mean a per, in, in terms of people i've watched play i think there's two guys that he's it's calvin johnson yeah and um I didn't, I'm not going to say Randy Moss because I that's also another but another guy I think that is underrated. Yeah, doesn't get as much talk in the goat conversation as Julio exactly, Jones. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was like Julio? the fastest guy to like 10,000 secure. It's because they just take him out when they get in the red yeah. zone, and it's like, bro, like he's he's a beast. What are we gonna yeah, do? I mean Julio's one of the best dudes I've ever seen play the receiver. So. All right, so here's a fun one and kind of a painful one, but honest assessment of our Bears and uh, what do they need to do to be more competitive? Man, I don't know. <laughs> you I watch mean, the game. On I Monday? watched the yeah. I watched the game. Um, Obviously, you know, I think the defense needs to play a little bit better. Yeah. Uh, they've been getting kind of torched here and there. Mm-hmm. And they play they play good in spots, and since sometimes they just look lost a little bit. Yeah. And, you know, obviously, Fields is a young guy, a little bit more consistency. I like what he, what he played. Saw, yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. He led not a game-winning drive because we didn't win it, but less a go-ahead drive. But I will so he's say like, this. You guys would have won that game because Coach Hammack would have put the ball in the end zone with, like, three seconds. Probably, left, yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I like the future of the Bears. You know, I love, love Justin Fields. You know, I don't know what the coaching – I've heard a lot about that. I don't really know what's going on there. Yeah, I don't so. know if he's going to stick around. I think that's, like, one of those things where it's, like – It's kind of weird, yeah. I don't, yeah. I, don't, I don't necessarily think he's a bad coach by any means. I don't know if he's the right guy. But it's a result yeah, business, yeah. so, yeah. It's kind of yeah. hard for his tough situation for him. Yeah, and he had he had COVID last week, yeah, too. So, so it's, like, it's, yeah, it's a weird, it's a weird scenario, but I don't really know. I'm almost rooting for just, like, a good draft pick at this point. I know we're not, the most, tough, talented, yeah. not the most talented team in the world. They still are – Pretty much in every day. They fight. I mean, obviously, yeah, the no, Buccaneers game. The they, know how to, they know how to rip our hearts yeah, from right in between yeah. our chests. But, uh, all right, so here's one. You you graduated last – was it last semester? This spring, last, last spring. Last spring. Yeah. So what did you graduate with, and then what are you going to grad school for? Uh, I graduated my degree in marketing, okay. and then I'm currently in my master's in digital marketing. And oh, I'll nice. have that by the end of the spring. Okay. So Cole's going to be semester. dropping some fire graphics. Let's go. And then uh, we're, we still have one more year after this, and I know I asked you the first time around. But top three memories, maybe we'll go this season. Uh, yeah, this season's been. I mean, no matter what, the, no matter what, yeah. no matter what the outcome is, you know, it's been a great. I mean, obviously, I was injured for a month there, but yeah, you know, even that. Looking past that, I mean, just getting how close we've been. The, the receiver group, especially, is the tightest the guys have been around. So, yeah. you know, it's been just a fun time hanging out with them. You know, playing with your friends in the field. 
And yeah, then, it was a great time. What was it like? Uh, you know, I know I shot you a message before the game on, on yeah. Wednesday. And I'm yeah. like, you're grabbing 102 today. But what was it like to go out there and get that like that stamped uh, stamped performance where it's like, you know, you had 100 yards, you had huge play at that time of the game, and then two, you you walk away with the trophy. So yeah. what was it like to? to yeah, you know, on it that felt type of game? it felt good. You know, obviously. I mean, going into the Kent State game after the I didn't I hadn't practiced. Yeah. Like I got cleared the day before Kent State. I think you still had a couple catches though, right? I still yeah, I mean I had like I had an okay game, but I, I still felt catches, still yeah. felt pretty rusty out there. Yeah. I, I had it literally hadn't put pads on since the main game. Like these are kinda heavy. So bro. <laughs> it was it was a little I felt really rusty out there, you know, having haven't gone against a defender in a month. Yeah. So getting out there and being able to perform against Ball State, you know, I knew I could perform i just need to get my feet back under me and everything and you rocky, got your win back and yeah, everything now yeah. back and then obviously rocky made some great throws to me you know that the bomb at the end of the head was on the money you know he's making great reads you guys make it hard not to cheer in the press box I'll tell you <laughs> that. but uh what's it like playing with rocky so rocky he's, comes from michigan state yeah. um and we have we didn't see him pass the ball a lot in the beginning of the season so a lot of people didn't know what to expect but since he's been passing it's been like Dan Marino, like yeah, I mean, he's, yeah, he's, I mean, he's the man. I mean, he's the one thing about Rocky's a natural born leader. Yeah, he's just he, he's the guy that do anything to win. You know, if, if he doesn't have to, if he has to run the ball twenty five times a game, he'll do it. Yeah, he, he's not worried about individual statistics. I don't think anybody on the team really is. Yeah, but they're just they all they want to do is win. That's all he'll do anything. He's one of the tougher dudes on the team. He's a state champion wrestler back in high school. Yeah, so you he's, don't want to mess with those. No, days. yeah. So he's he got the ear. Yeah, the no, ear? he doesn't doesn't have cauliflower ear. But yeah, he's 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 a monster, man. He's he's a really hardworking guy who, you know, he's, deserves everything that's coming towards him. Perfect. And then final one, we'll let you get going here. Where can our listeners follow you at on social? Um, on Instagram, it's Cole, Cole underscore Tucker 24. And on Twitter, it's Cole underscore Tucker 15, I think. Perfect. And then uh, any – oh, yeah, because you, you were 15 that now you're 18, so right? I was well, 18. Your actual I was 18, here. now I'm 15, yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. I always yeah. get it confused because every – Just, just wanted people, to switch it up after last year. A lot of people switch it. their numbers. I was high school – I was 15 in high school. High school, okay. So, so yeah, yeah, it wasn't really just like I felt like a personal – Think like a Cole comes out in '99 next yeah, year. <laughs> There's a receiver no, on Virginia that I did, wins yeah. Some the guys were weird numbers nowadays. I'm gonna stick with numbers in the teens. Perfect. Do you have any final thoughts before uh, this Buffalo game? Go Huskies. That's all I can say. Well, that was Cole Tucker, uh, DeKalb native and NIU wide receiver. Cole, I really do appreciate you for taking the time and best of luck this Appreciate you for having me. No problem. All right, everyone, we just finished up with NIU wide receiver and DeKalb native Cole Tucker, and we have moved to the special team side of the ball. No offense, no defense. Well, we're with the man of the hour, the guy who hit the game-winning kick out there on Wednesday with John Richardson. And uh, first and foremost, John, how are you today? Doing good. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm happy to be sitting here with you. Happy to see you make that kick out there on Wednesday. But uh, take us through that game-winning kick, and then I know I asked you in the press conference, but for our listeners, uh, just this, the whole celebration, the you know, the veins, the going to the sideline, all that. Yeah, so, I mean, I saw their kicker make the 48-yard field goal or whatever he did before that, and I just knew that our offense was going to go down there and give me a shot to go kick a game winner like they normally do almost every game. And uh, just sat there by the net, hitting my kicks into the net. A couple people came up to me, gave me the pats on the back. I saw the, the unsportsmanlike conduct penalty on their guys. I heard a couple guys under our breath give them the – well, hope you're happy. You just ruined the game. You just threw the game for your whole team. Yeah. Like you just blew it and just kind of went out there and did my thing. And the rest is history. Yeah. Yeah. Just went and 
did what we practiced and ran over to their sideline, no trophy. Yeah, no, and I was going to say, too, so I, I was videotaping it when it happened because I'm like, if, if John makes this kick, this yeah. place is going to go banana yeah. lands. And uh, I didn't even realize until I saw the video, and I watched the video like 100 times, and you get over there and you're like, yeah, like where is everything? But, yeah, heck of a celebration. You practically broke the internet. Like I saw it on ES. It led off Sports Center. Yeah. That was the coolest thing I think I've seen yeah. in a long time. Uh, TMZ, all that stuff. Do you have like uh, any other sellies in the bag for later in the season? Because this may not be your last game winning kick. Yeah, I mean, that one was just kind of I saw Akron's kicker do it the night before and he was acting <laughs> a little that, goofy yeah. after he kicked his. So I was like, well, I better go out there and do something now. <laughs> I saw that. Okay. Yeah. So this is an important one. So Coach always talks about the special teams units week in and week out. We've seen other teams, you know, take, for example, the under the Central Michigan game. They, they didn't work their special teams. They, they messed the kick up. What's it like to know, you know, you yourself, Cannon Woodell's a good kicker, and then obviously Matt Ferentz does a great job at flipping the field. Uh, what is the practice that you guys put in, in or what is the uh, work that you guys put in in practice? How does that translate over to game day? Yeah, I mean, obviously, just a lot of repetition. You're going out there trying to do the same things you do every day and just pretty much working on your mechanics. It's no different than swinging a golf club. You're going out there trying to do the same exact thing every time you're swinging, you know, just pulling through, keeping your head down, following through. And it's definitely a good feeling knowing that I have a backup like Cannon that can go out there and perform like he does. So, Yeah, and that, he also has a game-winning kick yeah. on his uh, resume mm -hmm. this year. You have quite a few. But um, from a special team standpoint, do you have like a, a kicker that was a role model or an inspiration to you growing up? Or I mean, I wasn't necessarily looking to be just a kicker when I first got into football. So okay. what positions did you play before kicker? I was a middle linebacker and a fullback in sixth grade. I mean, I was just kind of like that you did have a hit stick two weeks ago, didn't you? Two the Toledo. Ago. I hit I hit the guy in Toledo pretty good. Yeah. Kick off, but. Yeah, I mean, I only started – I started kicking in sixth grade. I almost quit football in fifth grade because I just wasn't really about it anymore. And then yeah. my freshman year of high school, I was playing soccer and kicking only, and I was like, if I can only pick one. just kick and hang out at practice for a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'd much rather do that. Uh, if Coach Hammett came to you right now and said, hey, we need you to kick a field goal, and this is like the longest field goal you've ever kicked, what yardage would you be comfortable from? Like to win the game. Like, are we talking no win? Like, I hit yeah. Let's my say, best let's ball. say, let's say Ford Field in Detroit for the MAC championship to win it all. With the adrenaline, and everything, I could probably say like fifty-six or seven. Fifty-six, okay. That's a good one. That's the yeah. that's the field that Tucker hit the sixty-six yarder yeah. on too. That was a uh, pretty crazy to see. Yeah, the one against uh, was it the Kent State? I miss hit the ball a little bit from fifty-one that I missed short. Oh yeah, I, I do remember that one. A little bit of win. Yeah, that, and the thing was, too, is, and I said it on the pod at the time, the first and 10, second and 10, third and 10, if we could have gotten you maybe like five more yards yeah, or so, it would have right. been a good shot to get you in there. But uh, still, you still found a way to have a successful game against Kent State. And I, I think there's only been one missed kick this year. And I don't know if you have, like, I'm not a huge superstition guy, but right before you missed the kick, the announcer goes, yeah. and he's on this streak. And I'm yeah. like, no, don't say that. But it is what it is. Uh, for your major, what are you majoring in, or are you a grad student? I'm a business admin major. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then um, for your commitment, were you a walk-on? Did you get um, commit? Did you commit through uh, Coach Carey? Yeah, Coach I Hammond? committed through Coach Carey. I got offered at the specialist mm -hmm. camps my junior year summer, and that was my kind of my first offer. And I kind of had the rest mm -hmm. of the summer after that. 
like all the different camps and this is just kind of where i ended up yeah because you're uh, you're also from illinois you went yeah. to brother rice right mm -hmm. so going to a school that's in state do you do you think that's like a better opportunity for you because you can get friends and family out and, and when you want to travel home you're not too oh, far it's it's the best of both worlds i can go home i live an hour hour and 10 minutes away okay my mom watches my dog when i have to go on the road and different things like that so it's pretty much the best situation i can be in perfect and then uh, a couple final questions here so you've you've made a lot of game winning kicks you've had a lot of memorable moments as the, the kicker here at niu but if you had to pick only three what would your three be i would say that kick last uh ball last, state yeah, yeah ball two, state two nights, two nights ago, ago yeah. winning the mac championship even though i didn't play in that one it was yeah. pretty surreal and then even though I missed one against Toledo, probably making five kicks. Five kicks I mean, I still – i that's the first kick I've made, like the first game winner I've made where I haven't been, like, upset with myself from the game. Like against Ohio, my redshirt freshman year, I went two for four. Yeah. So after I made that one, I was just kind of like eh. – I wouldn't have Everyone had to make this me one. Up yeah. and I was, like, mad. Like Toledo, I was mad because I missed the – 22 yarders so i'll just like get off me everyone get off the yeah. field and let's play defense and get out of here like in your defense and i don't think i've ever been able to make a 22 yard field goal <laughs> but i will say this it was a hash kick those ones are kind of hard but i know you're a perfectionist and from what i'm getting from this conversation but uh it's uh it's been fun to see you guys ball out this year and, and to be honest you know if someone was here to cover you guys last year I, I didn't know what to expect I expected you guys to be a lot more competitive but to be in the position you are right now um, with a chance to go to the MAC championship and you guys obviously already clinched the bowl what does that mean to you uh, as a player on the team I mean it gives us a huge confidence boost uh, immediately I mean we know we're going this week we're playing for the opportunity to go to the MAC championship and I feel like that just gives everybody that little bit of extra boost. We got the bowl game, and now we got our eyes set on what we really wanted to get from the beginning of the season. Like this is this is what we want. Yeah, and to be honest, like I've said it before, and I'll say it again, it's been honestly like the most fun sports season that I've watched. Of, like, yeah. I'm talking Bears, Bulls, yeah. Cubs, Notre Dame, anyone that I follow. This has been the most fun to follow and watch. Uh, but one final one before we let you go. Uh, I know you said you don't want to be in the spotlight too much, but just for our listeners, uh, obviously, where can they find you at on social media? My Instagram is John underscore Richardson eight. And then my Twitter is J underscore Richardson seven. Perfect. Well, you heard it here from the man himself, the game winner from Wednesday night, the guy that's got ice in his veins and the man that broke the internet. We were joined today by NIU kicker. John Richardson, as well as NIU wide receiver and DeKalb native Cole Tucker. On the other side of this episode, I'll be breaking down this week's matchup against Buffalo. We got nothing else for the interview portion, and go Huskies. All right, everyone, now that we've reached the end of the interview portion of the episode, we're going to get into this week's matchup against Buffalo. It's a huge matchup. Uh, Buffalo was the team that kind of kick-started our terrible season last year by, by losing that game by like 20 points, I believe it was. I don't, I don't remember. It was an ugly game. But Buffalo graduated a lot of their players. Uh, a lot of their players either moved on to the NFL, and they have a new head coach. Uh, Buffalo is four and six on the season, and they're coming off of a pretty big loss last week. Uh, and their defense has been very leaky throughout this season. If I look real quick at the max standings at today's date, so right now, we are currently sitting atop the MAC West in first place. We are above 
Central Michigan by one game, obviously owning the tiebreaker over them. And then we are above Ball State, Toledo, Western, and Eastern all by two games. They're all three and three in conference. Wild season, but on the east side of things, it's Kent State in first place at four and two in the MAC, and then Miami in second place or tied for first at four and two. And those two teams will be playing the final week of the season. I did notice that. I know it's like crazy tinfoil hat theory by me, but we talked about it at the beginning of the season when we had Braden Patton on at Mac Media Day, and uh, the prophecy may be f- fulfilled. Braden Patton's dad is an offensive lines coach at Miami of Ohio. Braden, uh, Braden Patton's obviously our center, and they have played each other a couple times while he's been a coach in college, mainly at Eastern Michigan. But, you know, I asked Braden at the beginning of the season, they didn't have Miami on the schedule at the beginning of the year. The only way it would happen were to be in the MAC championship. So that is still very much alive. Uh, this team winning the MAC is about as alive as it possibly could be. You have two games left. You have to win one of those two games and you're Mac West champions. And then obviously you have to go to Detroit and take care of business in Detroit. But the way I look at it is this week against Buffalo favorable matchup, they're four and six. It's going to be a a gritty and a tough fought game by Buffalo. They're fighting for bowl eligibility. They may not get to a bowl game if, well, they won't get to a bowl game if they don't win this game, they have to win out, which is their final two games in order for them to get to a bowl game. We have already clinched the bowl game, but we're, we're fighting for bigger and better things right now. And it's going to be an away game. Obviously, Buffalo is in New York. We don't know what the weather fully will be like. I can anticipate it will probably be cold as New York is uh, a little bit further north of us. But as Coach Hammock said in the press conference, they're comfortable with whatever type of game they have to play in. Uh, whether it's a game where there's bad weather and they have to run the ball a lot, or it's a game where they can be more confident and, and, you know, take shots down the field and be more balanced. Uh, The the coaching staff on this team has the utmost confidence right now in the players on the team. You see that when they're going for it on, on fourth downs and when they're going for it, uh, you know, on two point conversions and leaving it up to the players to make the plays. It's been very rewarding to see the growth of these players throughout this season. And like I said on on the last episode, last week's game wasn't the prettiest, but they were able to find a way to win a football game in adverse conditions, not necessarily weather, but I'm saying in the game. They, you know, they were down for a majority of the game. They only led for 59 seconds, and that was the final 59 seconds of the game. But the way I look at it is this this is it. This is their chance to write their name in history. This is their chance to clinch the Mac West, and then they'll just have a week a week plus to get healthy for Western Michigan. They'll never not prepare to win a game, but you can imagine we'll maybe see a couple more uh, underclassmen and stuff like that going into uh, the buff or going into the Western Michigan game if they clinch. But on the docket right now, you got, you got Western or you got Buffalo. Okay. And like I said, it's not the same Buffalo team that we played last year. There's a lot, a lot of different faces on this team. And again, a new head coach. The way I look at it is go out to Buffalo and play your type of game, play NIU football, play tough defense, 
get in there on on uh, the rushing attack and, and get our 100 or 150 yards or whatever they usually get. And, and at the same time, get Rocky involved and, and get the passing game going. Because in the MAC championship, we're, we're probably going to have to be as about as balanced as we've been all year. And the way I look at it is this offense, like Coach Hammock said, can beat you in a variety of different ways. And right now, it could be ground pound season. It's, it's that time of the year. It's adverse weather conditions. Luckily, um, we have a, a full stable of backs that's capable of taking care of business. Jay Ducker was able to get over 100 yards again uh, this past week. And then, two, one thing that goes extremely underrated in this offense is the way Rocky is able to ad-lib plays and the way he's able to extend plays and get yards with his legs. Take, for example, the fourth and two that they were able to complete to Clint. Uh, that was a shuffle pass. And there was about eight minutes left in the game. That wouldn't have been the end-all, be-all of the game. But eight minutes left, already down six, and you give your opponent the ball at midfield, that could have been a dagger. That could have been too many points to come back from too late. So you love the way that this offense finds a way to make a play in the toughest times of the game. and. I don't necessarily think this is going to be like a close game. I think that NIU has a chance to win this game in a convincing fashion. The way Buffalo has played this year has been, like I said, way less than uh, the Buffalo standard of football. Let me pull up their, uh, their schedule. Cause I know they've lost some games where they, they definitely should not have lost. So yeah, on the season, Buffalo has has played Wagner. They obviously beat Wagner. They lost to Nebraska. They beat. They lost to Coastal Carolina by only three. That was a close game. I actually got a chance to watch that game. And then they beat Old Dominion. They beat Western, or they lost to Western Michigan by seven. They lost to Kent State by ten. They beat Ohio by one. And then they put it on Akron, forty-five to ten. And then this this uh, the last two weeks is really where you've seen the Buffalo defense go completely off the rails. They lose 56 to 44 to Bowling Green. And then they also lose 45 to 18 at the hands of Miami of Ohio, who, like I stated earlier in the episode is currently tied for first in the Mackeys. So a little bit of all an all over the place schedule. Uh, they, you know, they've beat the teams they were supposed to beat and they've lost to the teams that they were supposed to beat, and maybe a couple teams that they were supposed to be. They, they have no excuse to lose to Bowling Green and to give up 56 points in a game. That's absolutely absurd. But the way I look at it, like I said, go into Buffalo, play your brand of football, and the rest will take care of itself. We know we're a team that's confident when we get the run game going early. So start the run game up early, get those short to intermediate passing routes going, and then almost like almost exactly how it worked out in the last game where Cole Tucker's catching a 59 yarder to end the half, take your shots towards the, you know, in the second quarter or maybe late in the first quarter. But this is a defense that is definitely susceptible to the big play. This is a defense that is definitely going to allow us to score at least 30 points. In my opinion, like I don't see us coming back home without 30 points because we have the ammo on offense. We have the firepower. And most importantly, we have the offensive line. I want to bring up a point uh, from something that I saw just from the clips from the last few games and, or just this last, this last game, the last few nights, I guess you would say, but 
if you guys all remember, and John Richardson had mentioned this earlier in the episode, the, the unnecessary roughness that was called right before the field goal attempt. So what happened on that play was Ball State called a timeout. The play was whistled dead. So Clint, in essence, never truly took that handoff on the field of play, if that makes sense. So when that guy picked up and body slammed Clint, it was the flag. There was the flag, obviously. But when I slow the video down and you see the video, you see Clint getting slammed on the ground. And before the guy can, you know, the guy that slammed Clint on the ground, before the guy can even take his step back, Logan Schernitz is in his grill getting him off Clint. Like, yo, that's my guy. you got to step off. As someone who's played football, as someone who loves football, as someone who covers it, that's what you want to see. You want to see that, that you know, I'm going to protect little brother. I'm going to protect my, my running back and my quarterback, and I'm going to protect the guys around me. I absolutely love that. Love to see that from friend of the program, Logan Schernitz, in a hostile game, uh, a trophy game, and a game that we were able to find a way to win. But going into Buffalo, uh, Coach Hammock had mentioned earlier uh, in the press conference that they actually run somewhat of a two quarterback system. So last year we saw a little bit of both of those guys. Ironically, we saw Kyle Van Trees and we also saw Matt Myers. Kyle Van Trees on the year has a 61.5% uh, completion percentage with eight touchdowns, six interceptions. And he also has 1800 yards to complement that. Matt Myers, a way smaller sample size, 2241. 353 yards and three touchdowns with one pick. Uh, their running back situation, obviously, it's it's hard to replace Patterson. Uh, the guy that went on to the football team ran all over the MAC last year, and I believe was the MAC offensive player of the year, if I'm not mistaken. But one of the backs that I did see in their stable last year that he, I guess he hasn't fulfilled what I thought he would be this year. Uh, Kevin Marks Jr. has 99 carries, 386 yards on the year. He is a, a little bit more of a stand-up back. He's a little bit of a taller guy, but he's a hard runner. And their starting running back, Dylan McDuffie, is averaging five yards a pop. He's got a long of 58 with 857 yards on 159 attempts. So they have three backs that are all over 300 yards. Uh, the third one being Ron Cook Jr. This is a team that really does like to run the football and similar to us, build their passing game off the run game. So when they get those three, four yard carries and you start loading the box, that's when they throw it over your head. Uh, the way I look at it is I think this sets up to be a very big week for our defense. I think we have an opportunity to come away from this with turnovers. I think we have an opportunity to get some sacks and opportunities to, to make big plays all over the field. Uh, the way the defense played in the second half was phenomenal. And you have to take your hat off for those guys. I mean, they haven't been the best unit all year, but in situations and in certain times of the games when we've needed them to get a stop, they get that stop. And, you know, football is a lot different than it was when maybe I was growing up or maybe some of the listeners were, were growing up where scores were, were not, or I guess the scores were lower than they are now. Right now, you need to have a defense. Like, you can allow 24 points a game and still be a good defense. You have to be able to be opportunistic. You have to be able to create turnovers, and you have to be able to make the big play. And short of the turnovers, because we haven't been a huge turnover defense – 
I think that they've been able to make the big plays as far as tackles for loss, as far as limiting the opponent to huge plays. The way I look at it is if you hold this Buffalo team under, let's say, because I think we're going to score 30. So I think we can hold them to between 21 and 28 points. Now, if that actually happens, that, that remains to be seen. But I think we have a very good opportunity going into this game to score over 30 and to hold Buffalo between 20 and 30. And on offense, I want to see a good game. I want to see, you know, a balanced attack. But I do realize that this could be a game that leans more heavy in the run attack. And that's totally fine. Uh, with that being said, I'm looking for a big game out of Jay Ducker. This is going to be an identity game. This is going to be a game that Coach Hammock wants to leave his stamp on. For all those people that doubted this team and for and all the people that doubted uh, the staff and, and whatever you want to say about NIU this year, that we were always champions and that there was always going to be a time where we got back to the top. And it just so happened to be this year. So I think, like, with that being said, for my score prediction, I think that NIU could win this game pretty handedly. Um, I don't know if we're favorites or if we're not favorites this week. I do know that traditionally for like that type of scenario, the home team is usually the favorite. So it may be like a, a more pick em game, but either way, I really do like our chances going on the road and taking a win and solidifying this season as Mac West champions, I don't see why not us. I don't see why it can't happen this week and why we need to push it off any further because as, as bad as the Western Michigan team has played this year that they have assembled, they still do have a very good team and a team that if we had to win both or, you know, if we lose this game and we had to win that game, that would be a very tight game. Like, I'm not going to lie, regardless of what happens this week, that Western game is going to be a very close game. Go out and win this game and the rest will take care of itself. That's all I got on the offensive side of the ball. Like I said, I expect a big game out of Jay Ducker. We'll say somewhere in the neighborhood of 150 to 200 yards and a, a couple of touchdowns. We'll say two touchdowns on the defensive side of the ball. This is going to be a big week for that front seven. Like I said, Buffalo really likes to run the football. They like to build the rest of their game off their rushing attack. And you need to be able to stop that run because if they get the run started early and they get the run cooking, it could be a long day of us just staring at the back of their, their, uh, their nameplates, I guess you would say. So on the defensive side of the ball, I'm going to look for a big game out of James Esther. Uh, I would like to see James get a couple of tackles for loss, maybe a sack, and really try to keep everything in front of him as far as it go, as far as uh, as far as that Buffalo offense goes. For special teams, um, why not go with the guy we talked to earlier? Why not go with the man himself, John Richardson, a very confident kid, uh, a very I guess you would say the, from what I gather from when we talked is, is that's a guy that doesn't ever want to miss. He never wants to miss a field goal. Uh, when I do go to practice or when I have been at practice, like I said before on this show, Richardson, Woodle, 
uh, Ference, all those guys are doing all day is just repping kicks, repping uh, their drops or, you know, whatever footwork they need to get down. And, and every single time I've been out at practice, as even though he said, you know, just kind of hang out with the boys at practice, they are working. And uh, it's great to see that in all three phases of the ball, we have players that are capable of making the plays that they need to make for us to be a winning football team. And with a kicker like John Richardson in our, uh, in our arsenal. And like you said, like you heard from him earlier in the episode, you know, I knew the offense was going to get me in a position to, to have a chance to win the game. A guy that, that just needs a couple of yards and, and somewhere on the hash, that's all we need for John Richardson. And to be honest, I, I think he's going to have another perfect game. He'll, he'll keep all his kicks and bounds because, because after the Wyoming game, he did it. He did that with every kick until this last week. So all kicks and bounds, he's going to make all his extra points. He's going to kick all his field goals successfully. And for my score prediction, to go along with what I said a little bit earlier in the episode, I do believe that we are going to win this game, and I don't think it's going to be too close of a game. I think that we're going to have a chance to win this game, let's say, 31 to 21. I don't think it's going to be as high of a scoring game uh, as the last few weeks. Last week, there there was some fireworks. There was a lot, a lot of points in the second and fourth quarters, but I think the way you got to look at it is – this is everything that these kids have worked for all season long. This is everything that these coaches have worked for all season long. And for some of them, they haven't won a conference championship. Coach Amick hasn't won a conference championship as the head coach of a program. And I don't know if I really elaborated on it as much as I should have last week or, or in the post game, but to play for a coach that played for the program and, and also coach Travis Moore, the D line coach played for the program. It's just different. I mean, the way that the pride, I guess you would say, you know, in Coach Hammock, in his voice, in his in his smile that you can see after winning a football game and the pride and joy you can see on those players' faces. There was a lot of long faces last year. We lost a lot of people in the transfer portal over the last two seasons. And I was trying to dig it up on the Twitter page, but I do remember letting off a tweet saying those who stay will be great. Now, I know that's just cliche and that's like coach speak or whatever you want to call it, but those that did stay are currently being great. And those that, you know, the newcomers, the freshmen that are, are making big plays and, and the Rockies and the Clints of the world that transferred in from other schools, it's incredible, man. It is everything you could ask for as a fan of this team. And the way the players have been throughout the season is everything that you could ask for uh, as someone that covers the team and you could only root for them. I'll go, like I said, 31, 21, that'll be my final, final score prediction. Um, and like I said, I don't, I don't, I didn't look at the lines or anything. Uh, I would just at this point in the season, go ahead and assume that, we are going to be underdogs because we are damn near every week. So it is what it is. But like I said, to wrap things up, offensive uh, key player of the game or offensive uh, player of the game that we want to see the best performance from is Jay Ducker on the defensive side of the ball. Looking in that front seven, we're going to be going with uh, James Esther. And then on special teams, like I said, new friend of the program, the guy with ice in his veins, and our kicker, John Richardson. 
with that being said, uh, we'll be back with you guys for the game recap of Buffalo later in the week. You'll be hearing this either on Monday or Tuesday, I would assume. And it is, it's already week 11. There's only two weeks left in the season. And uh, yeah, I'm excited to see which way it goes, which way this team progresses and, and how they're going to find a way to win this MAC championship. But the way I look at it is be with us to hopefully bring in a MAC championship with uh, this episode that we're going to be recording in the middle of the week after the Buffalo game. And hopefully that will get us uh, our second live show earned. But with that being said, this was Huskies on tap presented to you by Fatty's pub and grill and brought to you by on tap Sportsnet. I'm your host, Brandon Suarez. You can follow me on Twitter at BDON 300, and you can follow our main account at Huskies on tap. We really do appreciate everyone for listening to this episode. And like I said, stay tuned for our next episode, which will be recapping the Buffalo game. But we got nothing else for you guys. And go hustling. Yeah. I got dreams of living lavish. In the kitchen whipping magic. I got dreams of living lavish. In the kitchen whipping magic. Bad bitch, bad habits. We got London on the track. I ain't asked now for nothing. I took the heart away. Toya put me over, coming with it. They took my heart away. Heart away. Heart away. Heart away. Jumping in hard.